Welcome to a special edition of Marla by the Numbers, the podcast from the International Association of Fairs and Expositions with your host, Marla Calico, the president and CEO of the IAFE. This special edition podcast is sponsored by ETIX. Today's guest is IAFE president and CEO, Marla Calico. Yes, that's right. Marla is going to interview herself. Marla's topic is top 10 travel tips to keep you from losing your mind, but there's no guarantees on your luggage. Marla spends a good portion of each year on the road and has picked up some very valuable travel tips along the way. So let's listen in. As most of our listeners know, traveling is a significant part of my job as the president and CEO for the IAFE. Many might not know, however, that as early as the 1990s, I was doing extensive travel across North America as part of the IAFE's Speaker Bureau. In a brief hiatus away from actively managing a fair, and before I started here, I worked for a company based in New York City, and so I traveled extensively as part of that job. When I joined the professional staff of the IFE in the fall of 2006 as the director of education, my first assignment involved a major project done in conjunction with the Canadian Association of Fairs and Exhibitions, and that had me traveling to all parts of Canada nearly 40 times in the 18 months of the project. Since that time, you know it, my time on the road on behalf of this association has continued to increase. Prior to the pandemic hitting us in the spring of 2020, I averaged about 120 days of travel per year. On my personal Facebook page, I post a lot about my travels. And on a recent trip, which was complicated to begin with, it turned into one of those nightmares we hear about every day in the summer of 2022. It, it was the Friday of Memorial Day weekend, that weekend when nearly 3,000 flights were canceled. My post generated a lot of comments about how I figured out how to manage that situation and amazement at how I was able to turn it into a fabulous spur of the moment afternoon in Manhattan. And since I'm frequently asked for some very specific travel tips by our members, our team here at the IAFE thought we should do a special edition of Marla by the Numbers for me to share my top tips for making this part of my job as smooth as possible. So, in no particular order, here are my top 10 tips. First, research your options before you ever hit that reserve button, whether it be for a flight, renting a car, reserving a hotel, or even using mass transit. And when I say options, I mean everything from the choice of your airport for departure and arrival, if that is even an option for you to consider, to all possible airlines, all possible hotel brands and locations, the rental car brands, all the way down to the time of day, and especially in consideration of your total trip cost. Less than obvious items that impact the total cost at a hotel, for example, can add up quickly. The things that you need to look for in the fine print are resort fees, parking charges, the availability of an airport shuttle, any free meals or beverages that might be included, and if not, what are the restaurant options for you on property or nearby? To start my search for hotels, when it is a part of travel that I can control, of course, I use a really cool feature on Google Maps. First, search for your destination by the specific address or city in general, and then click on the button called Nearby. Select Hotels. You then select your dates and the adjacent map quickly plots available hotels. You can expand the view by several miles and it automatically updates as you scroll through the screen. As an example, 
For a recent trip, my destination was a very small town with limited options for lodging. I moved the map to show options within a 20 to 30 minute drive and found a great property. Yet, even before I book, I read the online reviews that are part of that Google search. For example, click on the hotel that you think might work, scroll down to reviews, and select most recent. This can be very insightful. I also use Google Flights as I can see all alternatives, including dates and times for the airlines that I most frequently use. The main exception for me is Southwest, since our airport is not a hub for them, but it's only a minor inconvenience to take the time to search on their site for potential alternatives. And I'm willing sometimes to drive to, for example, Kansas City or Tulsa or St. Louis or Northwest Arkansas in order to get those flights. I typically start my rental car search on Kayak. Well, we could spend the entire podcast just on research tools and tips, but let's move on. Number two, sign up for loyalty programs with airlines, rental cars, and hotels. I'll make it clear right now that I'm not a fan of booking sites for booking my travel for airlines, hotels, or cars. I will use tools for research, but ultimately, I always book direct with the brand. The only exception to that is up on occasion, and generally for personal travel only, I use Hotels.com because they often include boutique hotels, which is something I often book for my vacations, for example, in New York City. Getting in the systems of these brands can really pay off over time. Sure, you have to put up with some unsolicited emails, but even those can sometimes have hidden jewels and serendipitous opportunities that maybe you weren't thinking about, especially for some hotel brands. Being a part of a loyalty program can give you access to free internet, welcome goodies such as cookies or water, and even access to certain club lounges. Benefits across the entire travel industry program can range from upgrades to a higher class of service with other benefits, as well as points, which can be used to reduce your overall travel cost. Every year, I use earned points for hotel stays, car rentals, and flights that are needed for my travel for work. Tip number three, get the app. Especially for airline travel, download the mobile app for the airlines you'll be using and keep them up to date. This is the fastest way to find information and get timely notices, especially in this time of turmoil within the airline industry. Let me illustrate this with the situation that occurred that Memorial Day weekend. First, I was alerted via text 16 hours prior to my first flight that my connecting flight had been changed from a single direct flight to my destination to a connection in LaGuardia, that's New York City, with a very long layover. The impact at my final destination was inconvenient for my host, but not a deal breaker. So my typical protocol is the minute that the airline, the the plane hits the runway, I take my phone off of airplane mode. And as I landed in LaGuardia, I had a text message congratulating me on the fact that my connecting flight had been canceled and successfully rebooked for the next day. Now, this was a deal breaker. So using the functions of the airline app, as well as a search on my phone, by the time I had deplane and walked to the service counter, I'd already checked for alternative flights from other New York City airports, other airlines, determined that no rental cars were available, and using Amtrak wasn't going to get me there any sooner. More on this story later. I especially use the app to check on my connecting flight status. I'm often aware of a delay impacting my flights before the airline even notifies me. Tip number four, branded credit cards may yield benefits. 
Now, this tip may not work for everyone, but if you have a particular airline that you use more than others, it may be worth the cost of a branded card. Because I use two airlines here from Springfield much more frequently than others, I carry and pay annual fees for those cards. I typically recover the cost of the annual fee in saved luggage cost within two flights. Both cards have also given me a priority jump in boarding groups. And of course, earning miles on my regular purchases every day translates to various rewards which can be used to go for mileage status or other products. Tip number five. Now this is actually five mini tips, especially for airline travel in the current conditions of 2022. First, before you book, carefully check all of your options, but look at the first flight of the day. It may be a bit more expensive, and I sure hate getting up at oh dark 30 as much as the next person, but the first flight out is much less likely to be impacted than others later in the day. Second, closely look at your connection time. Always expand the details so that you know what time you have between flights. And if you're not familiar with the connecting airport, look at their website for internal transport options and or walking times between concourses. Keep in mind that it takes a while from the time that the plane actually lands till you are at the jet bridge until you are actually deplaned. And if you had um, sometimes valet check luggage, you may have to wait even longer. So check that connection time very, very close. Third, for U.S. citizens, getting TSA pre-check status is absolutely worth it. It takes some effort and a little bit of cost, but in the long run, it is very much worth it. Fourth, the day before you fly, research all other options should something happen. Carry a list with you of alternative flight numbers and times, even alternative arrival airports, so that when you approach the service counter, you're prepared. Now, airlines rarely want to put you on a competitor's flight. But if you're prepared with exact information, you can often push for this. Fifth, carry the tools necessary to be productive if you plan on doing some work or watching movies or even listening to music. If this is important to you, make sure those tools are ready to go. This means updating all your apps, your phone's operating system, carrying necessary charging cords and even supplemental charging units, packing a hotspot if you know you're going to need secure internet access, and then downloading your, your movies, your music, files, or carrying a USB if you've got your laptop with you. Now, this is a good time to take a moment to hear from our sponsor, eTix. We are so appreciative of the commitment eTix has made to keep this podcast series a reality. Over 100 fares across North America trust eTix as their total ticketing and marketing partner. Visit hello.etix.com to learn about cashless solutions for rides and games, free custom websites, cash drawer management, and client support every step of the way. Hello.etix.com. Okay, we're back and we've got five more tips for your travels. Tip number six, mass transit can be fun and a good alternative. I know you're laughing at that one, but now not every market has a good access to mass transit. But when it is available, check it out. I used the Metro Rail System in Seattle to get to and from the airport. And when I visited the Washington State Fair in Puyallup, I took the bus and the Metro in order to get there rather than trying to drive through Seattle traffic and renting a car. When I fly to Toronto, I always use the GO train to get from the airport to my hotel. It is significantly faster and cheaper than all of the other alternatives. Plus, they've got good Wi-Fi so I can check my Facebook while I'm going the 30 minutes downtown. 
multi-city visits, especially on the East Coast, can be easily accomplished by rail, Amtrak in the U.S. On a multifaceted trip a few years ago that had me visiting fairs, as well as doing some vacation things in Quebec, New York, and Maryland, I first flew to Quebec. Then I did Amtrak exclusively from Montreal to Saratoga, Rhinebeck, and New York City, and from there on to Baltimore before flying home from BWI. In early 22, I had a very complicated trip uh, to be a speaker at State Association Affairs meetings in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Illinois. This is in January, right? The only way that trip could be accomplished in terms of travel time and overall costs was to have one leg via Amtrak from St. Louis to Springfield, Illinois. As it turned out, it was a relaxing hour in a week filled with concerns about flight delays and cancellations due to weather. Tip number seven, be your own pilot. Yeah, around here we call it Air Marla. What that means is that sometimes driving is the best alternative. Even with the cost of fuel and rental cars that we're seeing in the summer of 2022, depending upon your flight availabilities, many times a trip of 500 miles or less can be done faster and cheaper than flying. So I typically do a cost comparison and a risk matrix for things such as weather conditions before making a determination whether it's better to fly or ultimately drive. Tip number eight, this is one of my favorite. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. I know some of my listeners have heard me use that before as the Beatitudes for the fair manager, but really it's something to consider for all aspects of our lives, but especially for traveling. Utilizing commercial transportation takes so many things out of your control. But as we shared in earlier trips, you do have the power to examine alternatives and be prepared accordingly. So having a mindset that's set toward flexibility, especially when traveling by air, that'll help tamp down any of that anxiety or anger that you have when things go awry. Tip number nine, carry on essentials when you're flying. You know, even if you're checking a bag for a longer flight, always carry a few basic essentials in a small bag, if at all possible. So, you know, besides the prescription medicines, of course, you should have chargers for all your electronics, PJs if you wear them, and any toiletries that you might need. And if you have room, packing a fresh shirt or a top is always a good idea. If you are doing only carry-on, be really thoughtful about the size of bag that you pack. Remember that you have to be able to lift it into the overhead unassisted. A lot of the regional jets cannot accommodate what's considered a standard rollerboard for a larger jet. So think about all of those things before you make that decision on whether to go totally carry-on or a small carry-on and a checked bag. That final tip number 10, keep your smile on. Even when things go totally crazy, Project your very best self to everyone that you encounter. Ticket agents, gate agents, and even the workers in airport food and retail are at their most stressed too when there are massive flight interruptions. Your attitude and how you interact with all of those around you is the one thing that you can always control. Now's a good time, I think, to tell the rest of the story about that Memorial Day trip. I mentioned that by the time I got to the service counter, I'd already used my phone and apps to consider alternatives. Well, as you would imagine, the service desk was overwhelmed with frustrated and angry people. And there were only two agents to deal with this very quickly growing line. 
As it turned out, the man in front of me was extremely agitated and loud, and everything about his body language, including the way he was almost leaning over the counter, was threatening. It was disturbing to everyone around. The flustered agent finally called a supervisor to come for the assist. As I stepped up to the counter, the stress on the young agent's face was more than obvious. I smiled as big as I could, spoke very calmly, and started the conversation. She relaxed a bit, but she couldn't quite grasp the concept of alternatives that I had was putting in front of her because, as she said, but you're already rebooked for another flight. Well, the other agent overheard this and stepped in to show her something on the screen and then just said, step over here, please. Let me help you. This agent quickly identified an alternative destination airport and then was kind enough to keep the screen active while I called a rental car agency at that location and then booked me on the flight. She made sure that she had me describe my luggage so that it could be found and properly tagged for this connecting flight. The unruly gentleman started shouting that I needed to make the airline pay for my rental car and all my extra time and was really upsetting everyone in the line. But you know what? Showing patience, speaking calmly with a neutral or hopefully a smiling face will always win the day. As it turns out, on that flight to the alternative airport, it found me upgraded to first class and I had a delightful conversation with my seatmate. And I got to take the subway to downtown Manhattan for a six hours of grand fun. Most importantly about tip number 10, the person receiving the gift of your smile will be better prepared to deal with that unruly person that's next in line. So keep your smile on. Well, I could easily list another 10 tips that make my travel less stressful, but our time has ended. Thanks so much for tuning in to this special edition of Marla by the Numbers. And a very special thanks goes out to our sponsor, eTix. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of Marla by the Numbers brought to you by eTix. To find out more about the IFE and our members, please visit fairsandexpos.com or our Facebook page, IAFE The Network.